Hello. Hi. 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 Okay, let's do this. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, uh, first of all, thank you so much for gracing our little podcast, for you know, allowing us to celebrate in your talent and also to learn from it and also just to get a different perspective. Because I know this is just not only music to you, it's personal, yeah. right? Yes, yes. It actually is. It very much is personal to me. It's not just music. And I'm. Um, Myself, I am very honored to be on your podcast. I'm very honored to be a part of it. So thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. So let's begin. Um, I remember like the first time when you are giving people snippets of Saint, and I was like, okay, girl, what is this? Because if you people don't know, if you don't know Darren, the one thing about Darren is Darren is very secretive. Like you will never know what Darren is doing until like probably one week towards the thing going on. That's if you're lucky, even you'll get it in one week. But most of the time, it's usually like the day before. So when I saw this snippet, I got so, and I like that because. It, you know, it's just, it's yeah. beautiful when you have something and you sit with it for a while. Because then yeah. you get to fully experience it yourself first before putting it out in the world, right? Because I feel, don't you think that sure. by by the time you released it, you are like, okay, this is, this is it. I'm comfortable with this, right? Yeah, I think that that's a good thing because most of the time when I'm working on something, I be cooking. If I could speak honestly, this project that I've done and before I released Saint, the, this project isn't my first work. I have done so many other songs before. Yeah. I have recorded so many different singles before this single. Um, um, in 2015, 2016, 2017, 18, 19, 20, till Ooh, this year. Oh, Mariah. I haven't felt like any of them have been worth yeah have been being released to the public or being heard so the way you're talking about being secretive that's actually really true because i hold so many of the songs to myself yeah. and i listen to them and i think to myself is this something that speaks to me yeah. is it something that's okay for me does it make sense to me and do i want to release it so by the time that i was releasing saying it was actually something that I've actually listened to, thought about, and something I connected with fully, and that I understood fully, and I cherished a lot. Yeah. So, I'm just going to start off by saying, like, I, I don't know. I think for so long, especially, like, with people our age who've been doing music, I've been craving that just a project that feels so personal so intentional at the same time it's not overproduced it's not shiny and sparkly with people putting too much money behind it it just depends on the art itself for it to sell itself it's not depending on any glamour or any talk or you know on or any cloud it's just art in itself allowing itself to exist on its own terms and i feel i feel like blessed and grateful achieves that in every and any level especially when i read like your spot yeah, thank you so much that actually makes me want to cry because when uh when i was jumping into this um ep and i wanted to do when i was starting to do this to record this ep yeah. i had just moved to america and mm -hmm. <laughs> 
there was literally so much happening yeah like the shift from kenya to america was so incredible and i did not expect the shift to be like this and yeah. the changes around me were intense they were happening so fast everything was coming to me so fast yeah. and i was starting to experience so many different emotions i had never experienced before and i was being forced into them so fast and that i got to a point whereby i needed to release those emotions and for me personally the only way I have learned to release emotions is music. through writing music yeah. and recording music. So that's when that's how I ended up writing Bless and Grateful. And after writing Bless and Grateful, I knew that I needed to do more than just write the songs to release the emotions. Yeah. But to go the extra mile to hear myself sing those songs and then record them to be able to actually feel that emotion fully and to be able to actually give my soul some peace just so that I can feel okay with everything that was happening around me because I was getting overwhelmed with this entire move to America and everything about it. Yeah. And so by the time I was recording this um EP, I'm sure you've seen the photo on Instagram. Yeah. It was literally just in a closet. I literally had I had to save up some money. My mom helped me buy the equipment she paid for half of it the other half of it i paid for it with the money i'd saved from work yeah. i've been working at a store um all this time and so i literally just set up the equipment in the closet after my mom moved back to kenya in actually her closet and yeah the equipment wasn't even like let's say anything high class or anything super expensive it was just something that's walkable let's say it's, it's walkable and yeah i just recorded i found a producer i had worked with before back in kenya who at least knew me and i told him that you know what i don't have well i don't have too much money i have four songs i really want to record right now i have a project i really want to do so could you please do this with me and he said yes it's fine because i know you because i've worked with you before and because i respect you and you respect me yeah. i'll do this with you and so for to hear someone like you actually be able to say that you listen to my work and you are okay with it because i was scared initially because i knew that there's so many people outside right now many artists recording their songs right now at my level and above my level below my level which made me even feel worse who are putting so much money who have so much support who have financial support yeah. who have an entire team backing them and i was like you know what to be honest i don't have all that right now but i just know that for myself i need to do this for myself right now and that this ep i need to record it right now and i really want to give it to the world right now so even though i don't have an entire team backing me even though, even though i don't have a record label even though i don't have a lot of money to put into the ep i still want to record this ep and so i did my best kept doing my best removed as much money as i could from what i was getting from work my salary and put it in, into this ep and so to hear someone tell me that they understood and they could hear how personal this ep was and that even though it wasn't the most extravagant it wasn't the most 
perfectly produced in another level with let's say 16 producers the way you usually see a list of producers on people's albums hmm, Ariana hmm, Rihanna, Beyonce <laughs> 100 songwriters 75 producers hey it's always like that it's always a list of producers a list of writers and you're like okay then <laughs> it doesn't even make sense how, how many people do you need to pay and so just to hear that someone understands all that and that they actually listened to the album but they were able to appreciate it despite everything that it, it didn't have it didn't have and it didn't have support from in it just makes me really happy so thank you so much for being able to see that yeah thank you so much yeah and me and nicole were having a phone call about it like last week we're talking about the whole blessed and grateful ep and i told her that i to me you've always been the type of artist who's never chased perfection you've always chased improvement as long as your current project is better than your previous one you are very content you're not the kind of person who's so obsessed with everything being so intricate and perfect you just want to be able to capture the emotion at a given moment and you're okay with that because even like you said from like 2017 to now you've always been working on projects but you've never had the courage to release them and it it kind of makes sense because at from those years it's been years whereby you you have had drastic changes in your life with you going into high school and both of us knowing how that school was and then that <laughs> giving start. yeah that, mm-hmm, that giving you being the catalyst for you to be able to explore your artistry and understanding and you needing to have a space to release your emotions and that being your music and then now with a full circle with it like being your move to america and then that being the thing to have you revisit back your music because you had stopped after sunshine you had stopped doing music for a while and this was like the perfect blessing for you because it was the thing that had you reintroduce yourself into music right well actually funnily enough the thing that had happened was um okay first of all um i'll first um talk about what you mentioned about being me releasing projects but focusing on improvement and not just releasing something for the sake of releasing it that's very true the thing about me and why i haven't released anything is i'd rather wait and release something okay initially before i released blessed and grateful i had told myself that i needed to wait until something sounded perfect until i could release it because I watched um, so many videos and I listened to so many people critique so many artists around me and even my friends, I could hear them critique so many artists and I thought to myself, and myself personally I critiqued artists and I thought to myself, if myself and my friends are in the position to critique artists then what's stopping other people from critiquing me when I do become an, when I do start releasing music, yeah, you know, yeah, and that puts me in a position of thinking, then I have to be perfect, you know. I have to give up if I if I can't pull off a Beyonce, if I can't hit a Demi Lovato key, if I can't hit a Gaga, if I can't pull off a Gaga video, then okay, you know what? What am I doing? Yeah, if my song thing isn't as perfect as Taylor Swift, then I might as well not write a song. And so I kept trying to put Darren. But I kept trying to combine it with perfect. And then as I came towards blessed and grateful, I realized that you know what? 
if I keep waiting for perfect, I might just end up waiting for forever. Yeah. And I might end up finding myself having wasted so much time and wasted so many opportunities just because I refuse to see them myself. And just because I refuse to say, you know what, I will do what I can right now, use what I have right now, and then slowly I will climb the steps and people will come into my life who will help me get better and better because personally I believe perfect is just something that's in the beholder's eyes. You know, exactly. it's, it's subjective, yeah. You can say, okay, you know what? Everyone in the se- 7 billion people can agree one thing is perfect. Yeah, so true. So true. Exactly. It's in the beholder's eyes. So there's a particular point in life where you personally yourself will reach and you can feel like, okay, you know what? I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to feel like I'm getting to the best. You know, you can be able to tell yourself. So you can't wait for the people around you. You can't wait for what the media or what the or what the people around you are telling you so that you can determine okay you know what now i'm starting to say that i'm becoming perfect to start recording or to start making moves in your life you actually need to start making them as early as now with what you have and to understand that as you climb the steps you will continue to grow you will continue to learn and people will walk into your life and move into your life be attracted to you because of the moves you're making and you will learn from them and you will become better yeah and so that's how i actually had the confidence to jump into bliss and grateful to record it and to release it and to actually be comfortable and be at peace and not actually have you know any second thoughts about it because i've had so many second thoughts about so many things mostly concerning music because of how much i cherish it so to actually just not have any second thoughts about releasing a full project and being at peace about it i knew that i had to go through a lot of growth and have a lot of courage and meditate through it a lot so yeah yeah it takes a lot but eventually if you do listen to that to yourself and you do believe in yourself then you know you can achieve that and the second thing you had mentioned about music and about after high music after high school well when while i was in high school i remember i had told myself well at that time my views on music and how i saw music was very different to how i see music now back then it was very superficial and i told myself that by 2015 I don't know if you remember, but back then we were really high on the idea. Hey, touring. <laughs> hey, Coachella. We were thinking this in the hot pocket, samosa, samosa. I'm telling you, no we bitch could tell us we that we way. Used to be the, whatever, what the, the way they sell those muito sausages hey. on the road. Smoky Fasua. Hey, sausages. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, so I told myself that by 2015, if I wasn't famous, if I hadn't gotten a record deal, if I wasn't recording and I hadn't won a couple of Grammys, if I wasn't doing the thing, (laughs) the ambition, the ambition, I'm telling you, (laughs) that you know what, music was not for me, music was not my thing, and that I was ready to give up completely because by 2015 i was 100 sure that was my year and that everything was supposed to happen in 2015 and i remember 2015 was the year that i told my mom 
I wanted to drop out of school and I fought with her and I literally fought with her like completely. I even remember a point where she was telling me to write a letter and a reason of why I want to drop out of school and go to America because I told her I want to drop out of school and I want you to take me to America. So she was like, okay, go take a piece of paper, write all the reasons why you want to drop out of school and you want to go to America. And I sat down with that paper, but I didn't write anything because I figured, like, I don't even know what to say or what to write to begin with. And, you know, I just dropped it from there. But I remember by the time I was getting to 2016 the final year of high school yeah i was so complete i, I felt so down and so complete I, I i just think i started to care less about music i didn't feel for it the same way i felt for it in 2015 and the thing is that by then i was thinking that my fire in music was dying but the thing is that I was just starting to go through growth and the growth felt different yeah. because in 2016 I wrote a couple of songs and those songs were very in 2016 sorry I wrote a couple of songs and those songs were very different from the songs I was writing in 2015 moving these songs after writing them I could see the growth in these songs and so after high school I did do what I've always done. I kept chasing um, the dream and I was like around looking for producers trying to record the songs that written in 2016. I tried in 2017, 18, um, nothing came from it. I tried recording other people's songs, nothing came from it. I tried writing songs from other people, not just from Kenya, but I went to some site excuse me i went to some sites where i could write songs from people from all over the world nothing came from it and so i found my but i was doing it for free and so i found myself in a position whereby i was just tired and nothing was really working out yeah and so in 2019 i was still doing this and so the only thing that i felt like i could do at the time was at least try and add something not completely divert my direction but um, I want to say add something to what I was doing so I tried modeling while I was also trying to get myself to where I was where my ambition was in music and so I tried modeling and so I did that for some time and while doing it I realized that okay you know what modeling and trying to get myself to an agency might actually be harder than I thought it was because I was always just like oh yeah you know what harder and some people here and there always mentioned I was good looking so maybe if I tried modeling it would just be a one minute thing I just go somewhere someone takes a picture of me I send it to someone a couple of agencies the next thing you know someone emails me and I'm like boom everything works out but nope that wasn't the thing I was still seated waiting and so it reached a point whereby by the end of 2018 19 that is I was just completely worn out I yeah. was tired and that's when I was actually getting when I got my first seizure that's actually the day when I completely told myself you know what I am tired and I just want to rest I yeah. don't want to keep pushing for music, for 
modeling i don't want to keep chasing looking for opportunities i just want to sit down i want to rest and i want to breathe and that's the first day and actually the day when i didn't tell myself that the first time i told myself that that's the first time i got my first seizure and that was actually a confirmation to me that you know what i was putting too much pressure on myself yeah. and i I did need to rest. And so that's when I did choose, you know what? I put music on pause. That was the first time ever in my life when I put ever since 2014 when I did put music on pause and I didn't chase any I didn't have anything that I was looking for. I wasn't looking for opportunities. I wasn't pushing for anything when I actually stopped completely and I waited until now blessed and beautiful came along. Ooh, um. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know it's, it's a lot <laughs> yeah it's just it's so funny how the universe works and how it places these things in front of us that force us to like have to you know acknowledge ourselves and acknowledge our humanity because i think uh-huh. we spend too much time trying to exist that we forget that we are real human beings who are fragile and who at any moment we can just break down and disappear then none of our dreams really matter if we're not actually here to bring them yeah. to life. So I felt like that was probably like a grounding moment for you to have to spend time with yourself. And the funny thing is I could actually feel all these emotions you're telling me when I'm listening to the whole of blessed and grateful. It more or less now just feels like you know it feels so familiar because also one because I know you and two because of after listening to the EP that feeling of nostalgia of change of hope of you know just it just it felt yeah. so hopeful it felt so encouraging and I can and I can feel that right now Yeah and that's something I wanted to capture because when I was writing the EP um I don't know if you read the um the artwork the cover artwork for the EP it's literally um let me actually open i have the book next to me i have the book next to me that i wrote all that in um, I'm with his book so if i do but i can yes i do have the book next to me so what had happened is i remember the day it was it was i was off on that day It was a Thursday, May 21st, 2020. It was 12 or 3 p.m. and that day I was sad. I was sad and I I had just come from crying and I had been crying so much ever since I had moved to America because I was understanding what was going on because moving to America was all I had wanted in such a long time. Yeah. It was supposed to be a dream come true. It was supposed to be everything like I had ever wanted it was supposed to just work out I was never supposed to come here and start and start figuring things even and like you know start figuring things from scratch I was supposed to come here and things were just magically supposed to fall into place but for some reason they were not falling into place so I wasn't understanding what was going on yeah and so I was feeling so bad and I had to be dragged down from like the skies that I was living in and like the fantasy that I was living in and like gravity pulled me down and when I hit the ground it was very painful and but you know what it was good because it really taught me a lot and I grew a lot from that and so on that day I wrote down on a piece of paper on a on a page what do I want and I remember I listed down a couple of things and everything that I listed down on that page are the things that actually 
up with that um, the friend of mine who helped me design the cover work, um, the artwork, put on the cover itself. So if you do read the artwork itself, those things are the things that I wrote down on that day after yeah. I was crying and I asked myself, what do I want? Like, you know, because I was asking myself, okay, darling, you're making me feel so much pain. You're making, like, I, I'm not in peace anymore. And I don't understand why we're not in peace because we're supposed to have found some peace by now. We're supposed yeah. to be making sense of things right now. So could you just kindly tell me what you want? And so I listed those things to tell myself that I wasn't comfortable in the U.S., in America where I am because I didn't have those things. I wasn't comfortable because those things were the things that were pushing on my back and were weighing down on me and that I needed, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And so after writing those things, that's when I decided to categorize them and say, okay, so what are those things particularly? Um, covering like what are they talking about and I was like okay I can see that we have um, topics about nostalgia about home and family about my friends who have really helped me a lot about growth about strength and about love and so when I did reach when I did be when I did get to that point whereby I was able to like categorize them and say that okay so I have topics about this 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 and that that's when I was actually able to write the songs and after categorizing them the songs actually came quite naturally I remember the first song that I wrote out of the four was borderline and borderline Ooh. I just wrote it randomly at work because at that day at work I was I was working but I wasn't feeling I was it was just like all of the other days I was just I was feeling off and I didn't want to be there yeah. and I just started asking myself you know like where do I draw the line between saying thank you for everything that's happening in my life for all the blessings and and accepting and also accepting that you know what I'm in pain I'm in emotional pain I am tired and I don't want <laughs> sorry I'm in emotional pain I'm tired and I don't want to keep suffering because of these changes of these adjustments and because of the kind of disappointment that I've had ever since I moved to America because of it's not living up to my expectations so like where do I find that um, borderline because I can't it seems to be very hazy at times yeah. you know it's like you can't, I can't even see it at times because at times I want to complain but then again I can't complain because I know what's been given to me is a blessing and, I, and I'm like okay so it's a blessing but it's still a blessing that can harm me that makes me feel a particular way because yes in so many ways I have come to a land with so many opportunities, but I'm still here alone. I still don't have my friends around me. I still don't have my my family around me. Yeah. And as much as I have been to boarding school before, it's so, it's so much different because then you'd have people around you that you actually know. Friends that you've been with for so many years. You can still go home to your parents, you know, yeah. to your family. Over here, it's literally a whole country and it's just me you know 
Yeah. So it's not the same thing. It's not the same feeling, and it's not the same experience. And so it just goes so hard. And you know, by the time I'm writing these songs, the emotions were just flowing out of me, and I just knew what I wanted to say and what I needed to say. And so while I was writing it, I still wanted to cap. I still wanted to put the balance between being happy and being sad at the same time. I didn't want it to just be one thing. I didn't want it to just be all sad because I knew I wasn't just completely sad, and I wasn't just and I just and I knew I wasn't ungrateful about anything. So I wanted it to be grateful. I wanted to say that yes, I knew I was. I wanted to acknowledge that I was blessed and I was grateful. But at the same time, I still didn't want. I still did want to acknowledge that you know what I am aware. That I'm in pain. That my expectations were not met, and that might have been my fault for having had expectations that were really high. And when you get even to a song like Home, that's where the nostalgia kicks in, and I talk about home and everything I miss about home. So yes, I was really aware about balancing out the emotions and making sure that the nostalgia was also there yeah. in the songs. And it's so funny because even like the way you've told me the story of how you the journey you went through with your emotions and coming into terms of the situation, it's like even with how it starts with Saint and you being like, "Oh my God, I'm so excited! Thank you so much! It's such a big opportunity." Then it goes to borderline and you're like, "What the fuck is this? It's too much! It's exhausting!" And then it goes to friends and you're like, "Oh my God, I miss home! What the hell is this?" And then finally at home, you can feel a sense of like, "Okay, fine, this is a reality." we need to make peace with it as much as i miss home this is where i know i needed to i need to be for me to be able to go to the next phase of my life and as long as i know i have the people who care about me behind me and supporting me and pushing for me that's all i'll ever need oh my god you know what i did the art of eps and albums and uh, the art of like track lists um the arrangement of a track list has really been lost over the years yeah it's like people no longer really care about such things and i feel like as an artist i am more of the okay i just care too much about music and about the art as a whole that i put so much seriousness into it and i care for it too much to be able to just see it lightly or to not put as much effort into it so i put so much effort into every single detail every small detail and i try to do that for every thing that i do that concerns music from writing from the lyrics of lyrics to production to the artwork to the track list i try to tell a story and i try to make sense of everything so the fact that i did try to tell the exact same story that you've described right now and the fact that when i did that that was those were my intentions that i could tell that story and someone could hear that my ep from the beginning to the end and they could understand what i was trying to tell them without me having to sit down and explain it to them but actually understand that it makes me so happy grateful that you actually and listen to your time oh you're welcome that the story it really touches my heart thank you so much and it's it's just and even like 
and I'm glad because you've touched on like a lot of what you wanted to talk to because when I went on your Spotify page and I was reading your artist bio and you're giving like context I think this was before you released Bless and Grateful and it was like you saying that Bless and Grateful was written and recorded in the same year Darren moved to America and explores a variety of songs ranging from pop to dance to jazz and rock. The songs are, are a detailed account of Darren's emotions and take you through the six month journey of his adjustment to the United States and it's just us then having this what it has given us now it just I, I love when art when I can when I get to experience different layers of art every time I jump back into it you know what I mean like you can listen to one album and you're like oh my god this album is really good but then you revisit it after like six months it's not, it doesn't give you the same feeling like really great albums are like the ones that when you keep on going back to them you get to discover a different aspect to it you get to experience a whole new layer because I remember the first time I had said I'm like oh my god yes underground house but then when I, when I read the lyrics and I was like like, oh shit this is like kind of quote-unquote gospel but not gospel but not you know not stereotypical understanding of what gospel is but it falls yeah. along the lines of you showing gratitude but in a whole different aspect it takes someone who's so attentive to be able to decipher that and also like i don't know so maybe you can tell us about was it intentional how you you had with how you went about production with everything not falling into the traditional version of it because saint is a is a pop song but it's not a traditional pop song it 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 fucks every composition that pop songs have that they have to follow a chorus and this and that like saint yeah. exists on its own terms same to borderline and same to every other song so take us through the whole process of why you chose them to be the way they were well um okay so first of all i'll talk about um okay yeah i think i'll just go through each song one one at a time but okay so from music and how i learned um songwriting well at first when i was being introduced into songwriting you're actually one of the people who helped when I was being introduced into songwriting, so thank you for that. Um, there was you and a couple of other friends in high school. And so after I saw how like it worked and how it went, and like I'd been reading people's lyrics for such a long time because there used to be this article that used to be printed in the newspaper. I don't know if you remember it. It used to be in bars. You remember it? There used to be this section in bars where we yeah. used to like print a song every Saturday. Yeah. I think it was a Friday. Yeah, exactly. So you'd read how the lyrics were put and like how there was a hook, there was like the first verse and all that. So I knew or at least had a rough um, idea of like how the structure of a song is supposed to be traditionally. So when I was jumping into like into songwriting itself, I knew what the traditional way of songwriting looked like, um, an example of it. And I also knew that there was freedom in songwriting. Later on, I learned that there was freedom in songwriting, that you didn't just have to go the traditional ways, you could write songs in so many different ways because after listening to a variety of genres, you'd realize that people would write songs in different ways depending on the kind of instruments they were using, depending on the kind of genre it was. And you know, 
it made sense because every genre needs its own way of writing and i was like cool so since i liked pop and i was mostly into pop um but infusing it with different genres i knew that i'd mostly have writing in a particular way maybe in a way whereby i'd have a verse a bridge a chorus a verse a bridge a chorus a hook and then back to the chorus which seemed like the traditional way but at the same time i knew i had to change it here and there if i wanted to like you know keep things creative keep things exciting and also when i was infusing it with other genres so when i was writing saints um i remember saints was the last song i i wrote out of the four um for saints i remember i kept having this the line that i kept that i had in my mind was i'm so grateful for everything baba and so i kept singing saying that line for such a long time and the thing is that it was just after chromatica had come out and i was really excited about chromatica and everything that chromatica was it was really such a beautiful experience and it still is a beautiful experience i know it and i knew it would be a beautiful experience for a really long time and so i had been listening to chromatica and i remember songs like enigma had really like touched me and i really they really excited me sawakandi and i was like okay it's not the first time i'm hearing someone talking a song yeah but but for some reason when i had it in chromatica it's it's like it sparked something inside me and subconsciously i it kept pushing me to write something that had me talking in a song or that had me saying something in a song and not particularly saying singing and so that's how i found myself saying you know saying that term, the, um, the the sentence i'm so grateful for everything baba yeah and so i said it for a couple of weeks and i kept noticing that i was repeating it over and over again because the first time a few times to subconscious but then after some time i realized i was repeating it over and over again and i was like i got scared of writing anything to that phrase because i didn't want to spoil the phrase and not and write something that i didn't like and then you know get just forget the phrase all together i wanted to actually write something when i was ready to write something and actually have the song turn into something and so one day to myself okay you know what Darren stop being scared just jump into it get um get a pen and paper and write this song and say what you actually want to say and i told myself okay so what does the fact what does the phrase say i'm so grateful for everything baba which is that i want to write a song about being grateful to god and i said okay that's good then let's from there let's say what we are grateful for and so i started writing slowly and slowly and i was as i realized i needed to combine some creativity and like the word play but at the same time make sure that i was still being very um plain about my emotion and being straight forward about what my was and what my was because it when someone is trying to write a song but they just have a lot of word play and it's like they're trying to be too creative and then they yeah. lose the entire emotion whereby they make the song too complicated for someone to even break down what they were even trying to begin with so i was trying to still make it creative with the word with the wording and all that with the lyrics but at the same time make it straightforward enough that it's 
just to read the lyrics and understand that this person is just trying to say, you know what, they are thankful and grateful for everything that has happened in their life. And like you said, I remember also when I did um, record write this song for the first time and before I even recorded it and I was singing it for a couple of weeks I just kept singing it as a pop song and I was like oh it's a really nice pop song I really like it like it's really like you know it really makes me want to jump around it really makes me maybe want to vote here and there and then I was like wait when I say Baba what do I actually mean mean and I was like I know I didn't go and I was like wait and then I'm so grateful for everything, Baba. So is this song a gospel song? Or is it just like a pop song, pop song? Yeah. And for a second, yeah, I was also so shocked and I was like, wait, so did I actually write a gospel song? <laughs> I was so confused. Hey, Rosmohan Tomwenyewe. <laughs> right? I was so confused. And I was like, okay. You know what? If I did write a gospel song, a pop gospel song, I love it. And yeah. I love every single moment of it because I was able to, because I thought if it's a gospel song which has been able to infuse pop and it can be able to, and it's able to be fun and it can still um, deliver the same message of saying I'm grateful to God that, you know what, I'm okay with that. And I remember when I was now getting to the point where I was recording the songs, I was... My producer wanted me to send references because um, I would send references for each of the songs because, um, as I mentioned, I was in the US when I was um, recording the songs, but he was in Kenya when he was working on producing the songs. So it was a matter of communicating through the phone, video calls, and all that. And so references really did play a major role. So he told me that, okay, you know what? Um, I've had the song because I just sent him a, a audio of me singing the song and he's like cool yo. so now um, references and I will so that I can get a rough idea of what you want me to what the song would actually sound like and then remember the references I sent were Folk by Madonna um, Enigma by Daga and uh, um there's one more song, I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's by Azalea Banks. And it's just like a song you can completely vogue, vogue to. Yeah. And I remember looking for songs that you could vogue to, and a friend of mine was just like telling me about like culture and all that, and you just really jumped into it and looked for like a lot of songs that had a particular song that I wanted that had infused vogue, but just wasn't completely just um, a complete... Um, dance it wasn't completely leaning in the, into the dance genre but still had some pop into it yeah and so i sent it to my producer and after he had those um he had he saw the references had a couple of them because like okay you know i have an idea of what you want and so let's jump into this and so it actually just took him a couple of minutes he sent me something and he was like okay so tell me what this sounds like and tell me if you like it and i had what me and it just began like you know how you start yeah and then i had this the the sounds that sound like the the sounds that make it sound a little bit celestial that make it sounds like stars that sound and that's in the chorus and i was like okay you know what yeah i like this i really like this so let's go with it and i just told him how i want a song to be mellow i don't want it to be in your all up in your I just want it to be really chill, mellow, something that you can just 
slowly like is a one fight hello hello so yeah that's how that's why the mic that i had when i was going into saying can you hear us ulipotea oh sorry sorry can you hear me yeah i can hear you Oh okay. Okay, continue. So I hope you didn't miss too much. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hello, just continue. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh. Mindset that I had when I was jumping into Saint for borderline, I think it was quite straightforward because the producer had told me that he um, he had a guy who could play the guitar for him so he could get a particular tune so i sent him the audio he played um the the sent it to the guy the guitar player the guitar player played it um listened to the audio played um the tune sent it back to the producer producer sent it to me i listened to it and i loved it and i said you know what we can work with this and so out of actually all the force of borderline was the easiest song to record literally both was to work on in general for me to record and for the producer to work on which was the fastest out of all of them yeah for me it was just a one time and i remember a song like saint i recorded it more than i don't even know i did it over and over again because for past like the bridge i couldn't even get it right like i had to record it like 20 times and so yeah it was much easier to record borderline and i just did it in one shot compared to all the rest and so for borderline it's quite simple it's just um the guitar the producer me it's agreeing to it and the producer combined but i recorded with the guitar and also in recording in writing it there wasn't much weight i just wanted um to divide the song in that in the first half of the song i talk about and i explore the rose colored glasses i was wearing and the rose cl- when i was viewing the world and when i was viewing what the united states were going to be yeah. you, listen if you read the um the what's it called the lyrics i talk about i took my hand and i jumped the ship at the red lights and all the needs i did nothing other than my own company Um, I believed in magic and crazy dreams blocked the voices constantly and you know because I'm just talking about how I didn't really care about what anyone was saying I was just ready to run into America I was ready to run into chasing my dreams and, and I didn't care if I had to be with just by myself while I did all this yeah. I was just ready to do everything and I, for everything to work out because I imagined that everything around me and even around me would support me because they'd see my ambition and they'd be okay with my ambition but you know i had to be grounded i had to be humble and i had to understand that you know what in the actual real world things work a little bit differently and things take time you have to grow your expectations might not always be met and i divided the song in that after i sing the second chorus the second half of the song now talks about all the struggles i'm going through and it's like over 20 30 days and i'm into deep head neck shoulders into deep tell me something that sounds deep think of something not so bleak or oh, another day that i've got to face does the fear show on my face the loneliness and pain and so i wanted i wanted it to be completely different from the first verse in that the second verse talks about 
know the pain that I'm actually 